It's like a spooky. This is what happens every episode. <laughs> Hi and welcome. Hi hey everybody. Hello. You may notice we are not drinking our normal tea today. We have champagne. So we're toasting the end of grad school for Laura here. So join us. Cheers. Congratulations. <laughs> Something to be excited about. Yeah. yeah. First of all, don't set it down. You can do a little no, no, I... Day drinking. <laughs> My name is Kat. I'm one of the owners of Synergy Fitness for Her, a women's fitness studio and physical therapy clinic located in Durham, North Carolina. And I have about a decade of experience helping women achieve their health and fitness goals. Joining me in day drinking today. Hey! <laughs> Festivities I enjoy very much. Mm -hmm. um, I am Alyssa. I am so glad to see you guys and so glad that you're here with us today. We, I've been here for what, two, almost, Two years, and I've been in the training field for about three, and I'm currently looking to go back to school. I have a bachelor's in exercise science right now, but I'm looking to go back to school here in the next couple of years and look into chiropractic, so I'm pretty stoked. The uh, current graduate <laughs> seated next to my... That sounds really my right amazing. Side. <laughs> That was a beautiful transition. Thank I you. thought it was great. We gotta celebrate you. Where's yeah. the biodegradable confetti? Yes. You know? Popping yeah. the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, I am Laura, one of the trainers here. I have about a year and a half of training experience and have been working here for about nine months now. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in exercise science with a concentration in health and wellness. And now I have a master's degree in integrative wellness coaching and I about cried saying that, but that's yes. okay. <laughs> she made it. Happy tears, they're good. Happy tears, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming with and listening to us today. We are really excited to talk about this because I think it's something that we don't talk about enough or we don't have enough information to advocate for ourselves, which is our biggest thing today. So advocating for yourself is huge, and we're just going to share with you some information from this article that we found on a study talking about knee replacements. So this article was actually written in 2014, September, but still pretty valid. And from this um, study from the arthritis and rheumatology um, study, it was a, finds that one-third of total knee replacement surgeries performed in the U.S. alone are not appropriate according to international guidelines. The study authors hope to see better patient selection criteria in the future to make sure that, they're, that those going under the knife really need the procedure. So a lot of them are like unnecessary, just... They didn't maybe even help the situation. They might have made it worse. Because um, in some of those cases, you may be removing some tissue that is useful to function, like walking and, you know, uh, absorbing impact properly uh, from all types of ground, cement, um, dirt, whatever. Um, so I just found that to be really interesting, and that's kind of what we're going to be discussing with today because advocating with your for yourself is really important in the society that we live in. There's so much information and it's really hard to organize it all and really see what's best for you. And a lot of the information out is not very clear on who you can go see. We all generally go to a general doctor, mm -hmm. a general physician. And I think the stuff that we're gonna talk about today, cause mm -hmm. we're gonna have a special guest too. Um, she'll be going in to more information on uh, what other people you can go refer to as herself being a PT. So we're really excited about that. 
Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what's going on today. What do you guys got to say about it? I think it, it, we are kind of trained here, at least in my experience, to go to our physician first. Yeah. And that's kind of going to, yeah. that's going to be the person that we trust primarily to do any of our referring. And mm -hmm. so it's, I'm interested to see what we learn today. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I did find a cool article that actually went into um, 10 people, specifically physicians or doctors of some sort, um, that you can go to for specifically back pain. And I found it interesting that none of them included a PT. Hmm. So I will list those peeps yeah. here if y'all are up for it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So from Very Well Health, um, this is by Annie Asher. She is a certified personal trainer herself. Um, and this was reviewed by Laura Campadelli. She is a doctor in PT. Um, the 10 general um, practitioners, specialists, whatever, they are listed here. First one is your family and general practitioner, which we went into just now. Mm -hmm. um, pediatricians. Interesting. All for back pain, too. So just to keep that in the back of your head. Yeah. yeah. Um, emergency room doctors. Okay. Panic, sure. Yeah. I guess yeah. that makes sense. Orthopedic. Orthopedists. So people who do all functioning of, they try to help you with anything and everything. Mm -hmm. um, rheumatologists. Um, inflammation, stuff like that. Neurologists. Neurosurgeons. Osteopathic physicians. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Psychiatrists. And the last one is actually a chiropractor. So obviously, I think that's pretty cool. But I think that we're missing something that's Big piece. also very important. Yep. What is that, my dears? So, um, physical therapy. Today <laughs> we have um, the other owner of Synergy Fitness for Her, um, Dr. Birgit Raher. Um, and she has been a practicing physical therapist for about 20 years now. Um, so she'll be joining us in just a moment to talk about clearing up some of this and how to advocate for yourself. We're so, yeah. so we're so psyched right now. Yeah. It's so, like, hang in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, is Dr. Rayher, the other owner of Synergy Fitness for Her. Thank you for being here with us today. Oh, anytime. She is a physical therapist of 20 years um, and is very passionate about, um, helping people achieve pain-free um, range of motion and mobility. Um, so we are talking about um, how to best advocate for yourself. And so um, our first question for you is, how would you advise someone um, personally to assess their type of pain and determine what provider, excuse me, what type of provider they, they would need? How do you suggest they take first steps? Well, I think um, just thinking about back pain, for example, I think um, a good first step is generally to check in with a physical therapist because they are movement specialists. They will do um, thorough examination um, to, to check your movement, to check for any imbalances, to, to screen for... Um, neurological um, uh, impairments and, and also, um, and then put, put things together. So um, they, they, they really look at um, all the different components. So, because um, if you, like lots of times I hear people, they want to go um, to see their physician with back pain. Well, what is the physician going to do? Um, they'll 
you know, they'll ask you, where does it hurt? Um, do you have, and, and they'll check for some red flags too, you know, maybe if you check whether there are any changes in bowel or, or um, um, uh, bowel or bladder function, those types of things. But then what, what, what can they do? They can give you some pain medication or muscle relaxants, or they can order some tests. Um, so it's not the most efficient way to deal with back pain. So I usually tell people, get it checked out by a PT. They'll screen a bunch of things. Uh, and then if they're not the, the right provider, they will refer you to somebody else who is the proper provider. But I think that's usually my first step. Now, I like that a lot. I do, Just yeah. to clear up any confusion, do you need a referral to see your PT? Do you need, is there any kind mm -hmm. of, can you just go? You can just go. Um, the, uh, uh, we are um, uh, open to see anybody pretty much without a referral. The one exception is if you are on Medicare or a Medicare Advantage plan, you do need a referral then. But you can still go and see your therapist to do an assessment and then request a script or your therapist can request a script for you. So you, you don't need to go through all the different channels. Um, um, now with some of the, some people have uh, very restrictive insurance plans where they might have a physician gatekeeper that has to write, a, that has to write a script, but those are um, very few um, uh, cases. I mean, most of the time you can just see a, a PT and, um, and, and then go from there. So you don't need to worry about a script. And no, that's right. Ah, <laughs> what, what would you, because it's curious on the list of 10 providers that physical therapy wasn't one of those for dealing with back pain, the article um, we opened with, uh, what do you think the biggest misconception is about PT? Um, well, I think, I think people have a certain rigid, um, view. I, I mean, they, they, and I think a lot of it stems from exposure. So they might only think of PT as, um, you know, something that was done for their spouse or their mom or whoever in the hospital after they had knee surgery or after, um, after somebody had shoulder surgery and then they hear, oh, I had to do some PT after, but they don't think about all the stuff that, um, that can be addressed with PT, whether it is neck or back pain or whether it is preventative stuff to, to prevent an injury or um, postural stuff, balance stuff. I mean, there, there, it's just, a, I think there's just a lot of, um, a, a lack of education basically. Um, and um, it, it takes a while to break through that. Um, and part of it, is, I think, since people don't really, or a lot of people, things are changing a little bit, but a lot of people don't know what we can do for them. I think instead of focusing on, yes, I'm a PT, PT and, and I can help you with this, uh, sometimes I think turning it around and telling somebody, you know, I can help you get back to doing this, or I can help you get ready to walk your daughter down the aisle in two months, or I can help you get back to playing soccer. So instead of saying, okay, um, 
we need to do PT um, and, and trying to advertise through, through that, I think it's more, you know, tying it to what people want to do. So does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Makes it like really personal mm -hmm. uh, geared mm -hmm. towards like your one client, your one patient. I think that's really great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had my own educational moment, I think last year, having worked with you for several years and learning that PTs can treat vertigo, which makes perfect sense, but it blew my mind. I'm sorry. My, I, I yeah. actually... Oh yeah. My grandma had a little <laughs> back in December of last year and she was actually referred to a PT That's awesome. by her um, provider. And, and she did her own exercises at home mm -hmm. because she didn't have to go into the actual PT because it faded away. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting because like you said, a lot of the misconceptions, I was pre-PT in college for a long time is that PT is something for after a surgery or after an injury. Mm -hmm. My brother tore his ACL, for example, and it has been doing PT since February, but a lot of people don't think of, it's more than just, oh, I broke mm -hmm. something. Yeah, let, let me, me strengthen you. it, or let me, let me yeah. do PT post-surgery or post-injury. Bigger. bigger than that. Not to say that that's not yeah. part right. of it. Much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. And it takes that, you know, takes a systematic approach you have to really get a very good history because people don't necessarily know why they have why they're having the problems or symptoms that they do they might say oh something hurts but that's not where the problem is or same with the vertigo you know is it related to the neck is it related to the inner ear is it related to uh circulation i mean there's a lot of stuff that we have to really screen and 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 assess to make sure that yes this is appropriate for pt and this is what we can do about it and it's it's definitely a process um that uh we need to have people know more about i'm sure <laughs> amen mm -hmm. what would you say to someone who's dealing with chronic pain this is something that's not attributing to any kind of musculoskeletal issue but as a pt are they stuck with it or what, how, how would you yeah what's your approach with that yeah. it could be for multiple people with multiple different things mm -hmm. that's actually an interesting question because it it has come up um quite frequently over the years um because sometimes people uh they have chronic pain for whatever reason i mean it might have started with an actual injury or it might have started from uh, who knows what, but, but by the time they, they come and, and see you, they've just been in pain and not moving much and scared to move for so long that you really have to tackle it on, on multiple levels. And, and a lot of it is education, you know, to let people know that, no, you're not stuck with it. There is stuff that can be done about it. Uh, so they have to really be taught about you know, what is pain? How does it work? What is that connection in between your brain and your, and the rest of your body? How, you know, um, how that can get out of, out of balance, that, that feedback loop, and then approaching it from besides the education from different angles, you know, people may need um, to be guided into some kind of cardiovascular exercise. They might've been scared to move. I mean, for, for a long time. So they'll need to be taught about you know, gradually introducing that. Um, but sometimes they've been in so much pain and are so scared to move that I might even have to just start with some manual work to address some of the myofascial imbalances that have accumulated 
and compensations that have accumulated over the years and just get them moving a little bit with, with more ease. And, and, um, and then oftentimes, you know, you work on that a little bit and people can tell fairly quickly, oh, I can, you know, turn my neck a little bit easier or I can get in and out of bed with less pain and less struggle. And so just building like small little stepping stones to encourage people. That's, uh, you just have to kind of find what's, you know, what's important to them and, and how you can show them some quick little victories so that they get encouraged and are get ready to tackle the bigger things they need to do. So it's very exciting though, to break through that. Yeah. It gives some hope. I think mm -hmm, absolutely. people think they're stuck. They're stuck. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so awesome. My heart just like. <laughs> <laughs> making progress or they're stuck so kind of celebrating those little as tiny victories as they can it mm -hmm. gives them kind of like oh i am mm -hmm. making progress i can mm -hmm. see it or yeah. i need to really kind of lift me up in that aspect and i have i've had quite a few people that you know they have had you know maybe they started with some back pain um and then you know they come you know, after having for back pain for five years or seven years, thinking there could not, nothing could be done about it, and having even been told by their uh, physician, "Oh dear, you're just getting old. You know, you just can't do everything anymore, or just take a pill or whatever." I mean, it's you know when they come and actually see change, and sometimes very dramatic change fairly quickly. It's just um, you know it. it makes me feel good to be able to help people guide them to that but it also breaks my heart when people suffer for sometimes years needlessly when stuff could be done about it so again we do need to get more education out there and and um uh, fortunately things are changing i think a lot more um there has been a lot more communication and a lot more um thought from uh physicians to you know just encourage people to, to seek out some PT um, quicker rather than um, than going on medication and just waiting and resting and getting weaker. So it, it, things are changing, but it's just very slow. The research is there that, you know, the earlier you get to PT, the, the quicker you'll get better, usually. I was going to even ask her, but she like ran it and she went into it. So like your client, some of you have some clients in like the past that say, you know, I've been to my doctor and they said, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. I can't walk, you know, whatever. And then they come to you and they're like, holy crap, what did you do? And then they're able to do all this stuff that they were told that they weren't able to mm -hmm. ever be able to do again. Yeah. And, and that it's, um, I think sometimes I think what happens too is, you know, someone is in pain, you know, their knee hurts or their back hurts. So they see their primary care provider. And since they're in acute pain at that time, their provider says, I don't want you to do any biking or I don't want you to do any lifting. So, but it's designed, you know, it's meant for that acute period, but people sometimes take it, I mean, they just hear that and go with it for years. I mean, they think, oh, I cannot do ever do a squat again, or I, I was told by my doctor, I should not use a bike ever. And or, you know, I hear a lot of that. And then you have to just really take a deep breath and explain, you know, that was when you were in 
severe pain, it doesn't mean you cannot do it forever. It was just, you know, a way of dealing with it at the moment, calming things down. But it's a lot of, a lot of people are walking around thinking, oh, I should not ever pick up a weight. I should never do a squat. I mean, it's, you, I mean, you, you guys probably hear it in training a lot too. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> this was so good. Oh my God. I'm just like my brain is like, like processing all of this. Yeah, it's so cool. I hear more about PT and get really excited to know that they don't have to go to their doc for everything. Yeah, for everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's super. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this was really awesome. Thank you so much again, Dr. Rayer, for um, sharing this topic yeah. with us and giving us more information. Not just us, but the the people that are, are going to be watching yeah. this. I think it's going to be a great eye-opener for a lot of people. Um, if you don't mind just sticking um, here on the Zoom call for a little bit while we say our uh, proper goodbyes to um, our audience. Peeps. No, not yeah. at all. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, thank you so much for um, watching this episode, and um, we will see you next week as we dive into the topic of active listening. Yeah, it'll be super exciting. Yes, yes, yes. Hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Cheers. Ah, Cheers. Day drinking. Day drinking. (laughs) Not encouraged. Happy graduation. Yeah, happy graduation. Right.